0: Well, good day. My name is Stephen Mannering. So glad that you're with me today. This is SR Mannering Ministries coming to you on KATV. And I'll tell you what, we are just so excited to be here right now. And uh, before we start, I just want to pray a blessing over every single one of you that is tuned in to listen. Uh, we just want the Holy Ghost to have his way. We want Jesus to be praised and glorified. So Father... I ask in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that your spirit would invade the homes, invade the cars, invade the rooms, wherever people are listening right now. Lord, I pray that your spirit just moves in and that you would just teach us from your word today. Lord, I ask right now that you would bless every single person that is listening, that you would bless them spiritually, that you would bless them financially, that you would bless them physically, that you would bless them relationally. God, I just pray that you would open up heaven and release your blessings out upon them in such an awesome and mighty way. Release the warring angels from heaven, even now, to go and minister to each and every single Person. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We honor you. And we are just excited to be here right now, Lord, to get into your word, to just share your goodness and your mercy. And so, Lord, I ask for your anointing in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Well, oh, hallelujah. Again, I'm excited to be here. And um, man, just before we start, I thought that uh, we'd go back to the old hymn books here and uh, sing just maybe a psalm just to kind of get us in the groove here. And I found one, um, a counter blessing. So if you know that one, I want you to sing along with me if you would. When upon life's billows you are tempest taught, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings, name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done, count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. So amid the conflict, whether great or small Do not be discouraged, God is over all Count your many blessings, angels will attend Help and comfort give you to your journey's end Count your blessings, name them one by one Count your blessings, see what God hath done Count your blessings name them one by one count your many blessings see what God hath done oh hallelujah I'll tell you what God is so good and all of his ways and sometimes all we need to do is just step back just for a minute and begin to think about all the good things that are around us. You know, so many times we might turn on the TV, we might pick up the newspaper or our phones or our laptops or our computers, and we go on there and we want to see what's going on in the world. And so many times we let all of that news kind of just absorb into who we are in our spirits. And let me tell you something, if you are absorbing that more than the Word of God, more than Praise and worship music, let me tell you something. You are going to find yourself discouraged, depressed, overwhelmed, oppressed, and without hope because everything that's going on in this world is a bunch of chaos today. And I know that we say, well, you know what, it's just a season, but we're living in the last days before Jesus Christ comes again. And because Jesus said in the last days that. Darkness is going to become more and more it's going to become more gross darkness is what the word says you know what so that tells us that things are not going to get better but they're going to continue to get worse but here's the good news that the kingdom of God does not get worse the kingdom of God continues to increase the continuum of God continues to grow the the kingdom of God continues to have blessings poured in because at the end of the day no matter what that old Devil tries to do in this world he is not greater than the one who sits on the throne in his name is Jesus Christ he has true power he has the the true kingship he is the one that is Lord of Lords he is the creator he is the one who was and is and evermore shall be he is the one that can give you joy and peace and prosperity and gladness and laughter and all of those things that your heart's desire has for in this world today. Guess what? It's all found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And there is nothing that that devil is going to do that's going to thwart, that's going to stop the will of God. There's nothing that that devil can do that is that God cannot step in, intervene, and push aside for you because of his love. Oh, it, I'll tell you, his goodness is beyond measure. And so I'm here today as a spokesperson for the Lord Jesus Christ to be here. Able to share with you his love, his grace, his mercy. And, and I've experienced this in my own life. So I'm not just coming here to, to, to just share a, a good old gospel story. I'm not here to just sing a song. I'm not here to, to just make it look good on TV. That's that's not what this is about. This is about telling you, sharing with you, so that you can experience the love, the mercy, the joy, the peace, the protection of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ in your life as I have my own. And because of that, I've been able to become uh, a spokesperson for the Lord on this channel even now. And I'm excited about this. So I need to kind of settle myself down just a little bit. I can feel myself uh, getting all ramped up even though, um, you know, I'm just starting out the show here, shall we say. And 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 I'm just, I'm so blessed to be able to be with you right now. And I, and I hope that you really are excited about the things of God. I hope that if you've tuned in right now and maybe you don't know anything about this Jesus, well, let me tell you, he is the ultimate that you can have in life. And no matter when you turn this program off and you can start to tune into something else, let me tell you, do that. Get as much of the word of God in you as you can because this world talks nothing more than fear And it tries to keep you all bottled up, and it tries to keep you weighed down. But that is not the kingdom of God, and that's not what God has for you in your life. You see, the Word of God says that He has plans and purpose for you, that you are born with those things already in mind. But the devil wants to take all that away from you you see the bible says that the devil wants to come he's like a thief and he comes to steal to kill and destroy so he wants to do all of those things but here's the good news jesus christ is the one that comes to give life and life more abundant you see the word of god says that when jesus went into the temple and he began to open up the scriptures. There was a, a moment when he went to the verse on that particular day and it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news to the captive." The good news, if you actually look at the root word of what that says, it's the too good to be true news. So that means that the gospel or the good news that Jesus is bringing to us is absolutely so good. It's, it's beyond imagination. It's beyond, it's beyond comprehension. It's the too good to be true news. If I were to come to you right now and knock on your door and say, hi there, my name is Stephen Manning. And guess what? You've won a billion dollars and here you go. And let's say, this is actually true, that I've got the money to be able to do it. And I I come to your door and I say, here's a billion dollars, have a nice day. That would be too good to be true news. You would think to yourself, my goodness, I think I've died and gone to heaven. Somebody just gave me a billion dollars. What am I going to do with a billion dollars? There's probably a billion things you could do with that. But let me tell you something. When you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the too good to be true news is this. That all the things that the devil wants to steal, to destroy, to take away from you, and even your very own life, Jesus comes and says, No, 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 no. I'm the king. I'm the ruler, I'm the one that has all authority, and I want to bless, I want to pour out grace, I want to give mercy, I want to pour out my love, I I, I want to provide, I want to do all these things, and more so than that, I want you to be with me. So Jesus is coming in, and he's basically getting right into the very nitty-gritty of our lives. And when we allow him to do that and let him take control, let me tell you something that old devil he's got no no recourse when Jesus steps in whatever Jesus says that's what's going to happen hallelujah so I'll tell you what that's one of the reasons why I get excited because if Jesus says oh you know what Stephen I want you to have a house I want you to have a vehicle I want you to have this that or the other thing you know what I know that if my Jesus wants me to have those things, there's nothing that that old devil's gonna do that's gonna take that away from me. He's gonna allow that. But here's the key as a Christian. We don't just go looking for stuff. That, that's not the key to our Christian walk. Our Christian walk is when we forget about all of that stuff and all we want is Jesus, then Jesus ends up giving all those things to us just because that's his goodness. That's the too good to be true news. When we, when we just don't care about the things of this world, all we want is the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let me tell you, he will give you everything that your hearts desire says. Now, hallelujah. Now, now, that's just kind of a, a prelude to, to where we want to go here. But I'll tell you, as I was praying through and, and the Lord was giving me some of these messages, there is uh, a, just a, a simple one that the Lord kind of dropped in my spirit. And if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to Jeremiah 51 and verse 20. It says, Jeremiah 51 and In verse 20 and if I can I'm gonna read it here for you hallelujah and it says this and he says you are my battle axe my weapon of war and with you I will destroy nations and with you I will destroy kingdoms and with you I will shatter horse and his rider and with you I will shatter chariot and his rider hallelujah and 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 I began to kind of look at that verse a little bit more and I, and I said, Lord, you've dropped this into my heart. And now, Lord, how do you want me to share this? What is it that you want me to do? Well, you know what? Just like what I was saying before, the Lord has plans and purposes for you and your life. And, and it's not something that is just small. The bigger we make God in our lives, it seems like the bigger the plans unfold before us. And, and I don't know exactly what it is in your life and I don't know where you stand right now in your life and the things that you've done for God or the things that you want to do for God. And, oh, I think that there comes a point in time where we honestly have to say to ourselves, Lord Jesus, I, I may not have this, that, or the other thing when you start looking at other people around, but what I do have, I give to you. And whatever you give to him, let me tell you something, little is much when God is in it. So it doesn't matter if it's just a small thing. It can, be, it can grow into something massive. You know, and that's, that's the, the whole thing when we talk about giving ourselves, being faithful, trusting in the Lord. Uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things that God has a plan for us, and we have to be able to trust Him to see out those plans in our lives. You know, I was just talking with a brother earlier, and sometimes we want the big things all at once, and, and, and we fail to recognize that they have to start out small. And when they start out small, it's just like planting a seed in the ground. First, got the seed going in. Then you've got the little blade. Then it grows up to be a little bit bigger. Then you've got the ear and so on and so forth. That's in Scripture. It's the same way in our walk, wherever we're going with God. God wants us to develop. He wants us to grow in Him. He wants us to to have a, a relationship that's going to be nurtured by Him, but also one that's going to one that's going to continue to grow in him, one that's going to continue to foster the fruits of what God wants to do in our lives. You see, at the end of the day, it's all about the Lord. It's all about who he is in our lives and how we get to partake in all of those goodness, all those great things, all of his blessings that he has for us. And so as I began to look at this verse, I began to look at it and say, okay, well, that's a little bit different. That God is now saying, you are my battle axe. And so I wanted to stop right there and I wanted to talk just a little bit about this because if you've been around church for a little bit, you've probably heard uh, things along the lines of that scripture is God-breathed, that, uh, that, that uh, I believe it's in Hebrews 4, that's, um, that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword guess what? That is true. That is a hundred million percent true. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. But I also know that people equate using the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. So people, they get that impression. They think, okay, well, I've got the Bible and and I've got songs of praise. And so that's just like holding a sword in my hand. But here, that's just for us. But now here God is saying that you are my battle axe. And so I I stopped here for a second and I just began to meditate upon the word. And it got me excited because as I began to meditate upon this word, I began to look at it and say, hmm, where would I use a sword and where would I use an axe? You see, here's the awesome thing as I began to meditate. And the Lord really brought it to mind. Whenever, if you were to go and try and cut down a tree, you wouldn't go and try and cut down a tree with a knife or with a sword. You could do it, but it would take you a long time to do that. But here I'm looking at this and God's saying, you are my battle axe. If I take an axe and I go and chop down a tree, guess what? It's going to go a whole lot faster with a big axe than it will with a sword. Just take, for example, I, I used to do this. I used to have a wood stove at my place. And in wintertime, I'd go out and I'd chop wood. And it was one of those things that I love to do, especially when there's just a little bit of frost in the air, you know, and, and you can go out and maybe just a sweater and, and you get the axe and it just, man, you hit that and it just slices right through it. It's a great workout. I love doing it. I just, uh, you know, breathing in that, that fresh air and smelling that fresh cut wood. It's one of the things that I loved. Now I don't like a lot about winter, but that wouldn't I do like. But if I were to try and go out and do that with just a sword or maybe even a machete or something like that, you know what? it would take me a long time to start chopping wood. and I'd be tired. I mean, I, I, I would be tired, but sometimes you get that axe out there, man, bam, and it cuts it right through. Why? Because it's built differently. It's got a different purpose than a sword does. See, when you think of a knife or a sword, you think probably about a little bit more precision. You know, you wouldn't want to take an ax into surgery and give that to a doctor. You know, you'd want him to have a very precision or precise knife in his hand. With a battle ax, Man, I'll tell you, this is doing something different. So the Lord began to impress upon me that as he begins to use us as a battle axe, it's not for the small things that we have in life. These are for the great big towers. These are for the things, the the barriers. So when those things stand against God, God begins to use us and says, I'm going to use you as my battle axe. And this is one of the things that the devil hates about you and I, is that because we have been uh, made into the image of God, because God has plans and purposes for us, when God begins to move, use us, then what happens is he begins to chop down everything that that old devil tries to do. Here's the exciting part, is that as that's beginning to happen, we get the joy of knowing that all those things that the devil's trying to do is all coming down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ hallelujah so when we begin to be used of the Lord in that fashion let me tell you something we can get excited we can we can get filled with with some vigor some fire knowing that God Almighty is tearing down the strongholds of hell knowing that those things that he's trying to wrap around family members knowing that that he's trying to wrap around workmates whatever it is wherever you are in your in your walk let me tell you something, when God begins to do it, he begins to do great things because a battle axe is used for the big things in life. It's not used for just the little things, it's used for the big things, and hallelujah, that we get to be used as a battle axe for the Lord Jesus Christ, amen? Hallelujah. So, I also wanted to show you one thing here that we need to understand, and if you were to go into the book of Isaiah, and chapter, sorry, you Isaiah chapter 10 and verse number 15. Isaiah 10 and verse number 15. It says this, Is the axe to boast itself over the one who chops it? So let me tell you this. It's important for us to recognize who is wielding the axe. When we try to do this ourselves, when we try and, and get out there with our strength, when we try and get out there with our knowledge or Our giftings or our talents, we can only go so far. We can't really do this. We have to recognize that it is the Lord God Almighty that holds us in his right hand. And when he begins to wield that axe, then he is going to do all the work he's going to get all the praise he's going to get all the glory because he's the one that's doing the work it's not us the pressure is off of us as far as all that goes we don't have to worry about taking down those big things because that's not for us to worry about that's all in the hands of the lord jesus christ and let me tell you something when we put ourselves into his hands we're, we're in good hands. We're in the hands of the Master. We're in the hands of the Creator. We're in the hands that, uh, of the one that was pierced on Calvary's cross. But it didn't stay on that cross. He rose three days later, and He rules and reigns forevermore. You see... That's the beautiful part about putting yourself in the hands of Jesus, is that Jesus never lost a battle, and Jesus never will lose a battle. He rules and reigns as the all-time undisputed, undefeated champion, and there is nobody that is going to assert his authority. There's nobody that's going to take his crown. There's nobody that's going to be able to pull him off of the throne because he is the one and the only King of all creation hallelujah and so because of who he is when we put ourselves in his hands there's nothing no devil in hell no principality no spirit of darkness that is going to be able to do anything against you because of the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilt on Calvary's cross hallelujah so we need to recognize that it is not us it is all in him we don't boast in our effectiveness we only boast in what 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 the Lord Jesus Christ has done. Hallelujah. There is one thing, though, that we need to recognize. And I want you to turn, if you've got your Bibles, to Ezekiel 10 and verse 10. And it says this, If the axe is dull and does not sharpen its edge, then it must exert more strength. So wisdom has the advantage of giving success. Here's our part. We recognize this, that if an axe is dull, you have to use a whole lot more strength to get through something. It'll still go through easier than a sword will, but nonetheless, it takes a lot more effort to get through those things. So the axe blade has to be sharpened. We understand that. Well, how do you sharpen the axe? Well, let me tell you, the book of Proverbs Chapter 27 and 17 says this, Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. How do you sharpen yourself? You sharpen yourself not by going into prayer, although prayer is good and you need to pray. You sharpen yourself not necessarily by reading the word, although you need to read the word, and that's going to help you. That's going to allow things to, to, uh, to grow into your life. You need to do those things. If you're a child of God don't ignore I'm telling you right now the Word of God is something that is going to be so precious to you and you can see your life grow and your spirit man continue to to strengthen if you're reading this word and I'll tell you it's it's not just uh, a book it is the living Word of God and so when we ask the Holy Ghost to teach us from this word it allows us to grow in the things of God and you can literally feel the difference you will see the difference in your own life if you will pray those prayers amen hallelujah so The Word of God says that iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. What does that mean? Well, that means you need to get yourself under somebody that's already operating in the power and the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. That means seek them out. That means find out where they are. That means start listening to their teachings. That means start uh, looking at what they're doing. That means to start to cultivate your relationship with the Lord based on the teachings of somebody else walk seeing their last pattern you see paul told timothy do the things that I'm doing. Look to me for the example, because there is power in impartation. There is power in bringing yourself into submission under a man or woman of God. And when you begin to do that, you're going to begin to sharpen yourself. You're going to allow the teachings. You're going to allow the experience. You're going to allow the anointing that's on their lap to come down and directly affect you. And that's going to cause you to be sharp. And so now when you go into prayer, now you understand because you've seen that in somebody's life, it's been imparted into your own, you brought yourself into submission under those teachings, and the power and the anointing of God that was on them now comes into you, and you begin to sharpen yourself that much more, and you begin to do this day in and day out, and all of a sudden, these big, giant towers, these barriers, these these huge things that might be before you, all of a sudden, they start to come down quicker, faster, easier, as the Lord begins to use you as that mighty battle axe, to chop things down over and over and over. And I'll tell you, as you begin to continue to keep yourself sharp in the things of God, oh, hallelujah, there is going to be a fear that you will send, a, that will be uh, just released throughout all of hell. They will know who you are because of the things that the Lord is doing in your life. Oh, hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus, then I, I, I really want to encourage you to get to know this Savior, to get to know this one who wants to use you in such fashion, who wants to, to bless you, to, to provide for you, to save you, to love you. And to be with you every step of the way you know what some people you're listening to me right now and that old devil he's just he's taking advantage of you left right and center and you don't really understand what this means to be a battle axe in the hands of the Lord well let me tell you something if you'll give your life over to Jesus Christ and yield yourself to him and get in the Word of God I will tell you flat out you will be used as a battle axe and hell will know your name but you know what? It's more important that hell doesn't know your name, but that heaven knows your name, and that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. That's ultimately where it comes down to. So if you want to serve this Jesus, if you want to know this Jesus, I would encourage you. The Bible says that if we would, if we would believe in our heart, confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and accept Him, if we will repent from our ways, which needs to change our mind, means if we're going this way, we're going to change our mind and go that way. If we will do those things and give our lives to the Lord, if you will confess Him as Lord and Savior, you will be saved, and your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Hallelujah. Well, I just want to bless you. Thank you so much for taking the time to to be with me. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear about testimonies of how God is going to use you. I'm excited to hear about the goodness of God being poured out into your life. And I just want to pray for you as we go. Father, I ask that your word would sink deep into the hearts of everyone that's listened. God, I pray that your word would sink in so deep, oh Lord, that they would be immovable no matter what comes against them and that you, oh God, would use them for your honor, for your glory as this mighty battle axe for your kingdom. Oh God, I pray that your power is released that God, that you would use them, oh Lord, in ways I never even dreamt possible. I bless you, Lord. I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. Touch each and every single one that's listening right now, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen and amen. Thank you again so much for being with me. God bless you. Jesus loves you so very much. Shalom.